Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it. Welcome back. Another episode of Bolt Action on Trident Wargaming. And coming back to the podcast after a little while, my battle buddy, Mr. Jason. Yay! <laughs> it's me. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. What, have you, what have you been up to, man? What have you been doing? Well, you know. Uh, uh, partying, you know. Part, partying, partying. Yeah, you know. <laughs> No, no. I'm, I'm an old man and very boring. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Old man. Yeah. What does that make me? No. <laughs> Ancient. Ancient. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, boy. Always going to have some good laughs. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, welcome back. Uh, another Bolt Action episode, as I said before. Uh, we're revisiting our little, um, I guess, campaign, Songrat campaign uh, battles that we were doing in the past. It's been a long, long time since we've uh, even talked about it. Uh, we haven't really met up, but we are going to be bringing it back, getting some games in, running some scenarios. Uh, P.S. P.S. I think it's literally... Was today the 20th? I think it was around the 20th. Maybe it was the 18th for some reason. It's sticking in my mind. Last year of March. It was a weekend in March where we did our first Stalingrad battle. Mm. Last yeah. year. I, you know what? I don't doubt it. I I didn't write it down when we did it, but uh, I'm, it's, sure, it's I'm sure you're right. It's been a while. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know we tried to get together a couple times yeah. here, but it just didn't work out. Um, but we do want to continue these scenarios. I know I've had some feedback of um, some guys who are listening that uh, uh, they really like when we talk about uh, the battles that we have and, and run some of the scenarios and talking about like the theater selectors in them and stuff. So uh, why not? bring it back and uh, have a good time with it again and, and share our experiences and our thoughts with uh, with you guys about about our battles. So that's what it's all about is uh, having fun and sharing it with you guys. So yeah, I'm I'm committed by the way to finish every battle in that book. Yep. yep. If if I have to do it from an old age home <laughs> I'm going to be uh, I'll get the I'll get the Dats van to uh, hook up to the trailer so I can bring my <laughs> exactly. gear and terrain and get them to move <laughs> in for you. We're going to get this game done, you know. <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, I'm sure that will happen in the future, but yeah. Um, so we were planning on playing... Uh, actually, you know what? Before we even Wait, start right, the record scenario... Scratch. Yeah, where, before we even start what? the scenario... Talking about the hobby front. Let's let's send the SOS as Andy almost jumped right over that. Right. Um, so yeah, let's what's what's on your hobby front? What's going on? What are you doing? Uh, well, we got we got the slow grow, and I've procrastinated. Uh-oh. Uh oh. 
And yeah, I have a week to paint 20 guys. Well, that's all right. I that's mean, not too bad. I kind of did the same thing, except that I like hammered out those 20 guys on uh, Sunday. Oh, uh, nice. So uh, it was pretty good. Like I ended up getting a whole bunch of the colors. All I have to do now, um, pretty much got my base colors on. And wherever I was doing any different kind of stuff, metallics, all that kind of stuff, you know, pouches. Um, and now all I need to do is seal them, do my little AK magic that I usually talk about. Yeah. Um, clean them up. And then um, I was looking at my bases for my for the, the de- um, uh, DAC for the Germans. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Africa Corps. And... I wasn't really too happy with the way the bases. They just seemed a little too uh, bland and like almost the same color as the fatigues, right? Which they so pretty kinda, much kind of is the idea. Are of they fatigues. are they are? But yeah. I wanted it to look a little bit more sandy than than gritty because, like, I mean, yes, I used sand for that the bases, yeah. but at that scale, it doesn't look like it's sand anymore. It looks, it's like rubble and rocks, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be going and grabbing some powders and, and pigments kind of thing, right? And uh, trying to work that in onto the bases and, and see how I like it. So, um, but yeah, for the 500 points for me, those will be done shortly. Um, and then luckily enough, I have. I had painted extra beforehand. Um, so like the next set of points will be pretty much paint a couple minis and it's done. So yeah, I think I'm, yeah, sweet. Yeah. So, but I mean, besides, yeah. besides that, and you know, you got like 20 guys to go kind of thing. Um, yeah. 20 guys to go, but my next round is a tank pretty much everybody else has a tank in this league already at 500 points yeah exactly. i made my list like who the hell's gonna bring a tank at 500 points that's crazy and then i'm getting my butt kicked all over the place here <laughs> it's getting machine gunned to death yeah see and, and that was that was funny with myself i i didn't take a tank either or a big anti-tank gun it was like essentially essentially i made the army to a thousand points Mm-hmm. And I essentially t- brought, like, took all my infantry. So my infantry, yeah. you know, my three squads of infantry, my commander, my, you know, uh, MMG, and then my, uh, my medium mortar. Mm-hmm. So th- those, that's all going to be painted, right? Yeah. Plus, you know, my um, air observer will be painted. And yeah. then... Uh, I have like what six out of the seven crew of the eighty-eight that's all painted. So now I just have to, I literally just have to paint the eighty-eight and the one crew member, get them nicely based, and then also I have the Panzer three that I can put in at some point. Sweet. Right? And then it's essentially like okay, well, I gotta put another two hundred fifty points in somewhere. So yeah. So that'll be options for down the road, but yeah, yeah. essentially. That's no. kind of what I, kind of what I did too. I have, almost. I mean, I'm going to have more infantry, but uh, 
yeah, I have a big bulk in this first bit. Yeah. Thinking, of course, that everybody was obviously going to do that. Nobody <laughs> did. Just you and me. And uh, <laughs> Elias. He, uh, Elias, well, he's doing Airborne, too. Airborne. Well, he's doing Airborne, so his Airborne are a little more resilient than my... Okay, so he has a Jeep. He does have a Jeep. He loves that Jeep. <laughs> Which, by the way, he has like eight guys left to paint. Oh, that's pretty good. Freaking kid. But... Uh, <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, so yeah. The next round, though, a tank, boom, I'll be done in two days. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, for and sure. the round after that will be a little bit of support and and a in little infantry. So I, it's kind of nice to get the bulk out of the way. Yeah. And I think in those two months coming up, I'll probably have the army done. Yeah. So, and then pull out a new project, but, you know, keep going with That's what work. I say now. That's what I say now. Yeah. And then I'll procrastinate. Two weeks later. And what? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a week till this round is done. Oh, geez. Yeah. But it's uh, it's good to see. I mean, I know we have uh, things have gotten busy for us too, and uh, other uh, hobby products kind of come up as well sometimes, right? So, you know, it happens. But uh, good to good to hear that things are. You know, still working on things, even though it's slowly and stuff like that. It's always good to hear that people are, you know, working on stuff. So Yeah, this slow grows. There's been a lot of people uh, that came into it. A lot of guys that I haven't seen before. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, totally. Good. Playing a bunch of games. I like the, uh, I actually really like the small games. I think 750 is a sweet spot. I think that's the the sweet spot for a quick-ish game. Yeah. You still get a little bit of, you know, bang, but uh, the games roll quick, you know. I, I think that's the sweet spot for, uh, yeah. Hmm. You know, you start getting into a 1,000. And I, and to be fair, I like big games too, but especially at the store, I like, you know, when you're on a bit of a timetable. I like Yeah, uh, you only have so many hours to play. And I know like you know, I know when you and me play a lot of times, you know, we we enjoy hanging out and, and yeah. playing and it takes medium a famous for uh, sh shooting the crap uh, so to speak <laughs> a little bit too much. <laughs> but uh no, it's good. It, it's I have a couple friends who are like that when we game. It's like we're hanging out, you know. So um so yeah, it's good. Yeah. The game is the background to, uh, to, you know, uh, chatting and yep. and uh, hanging out with friends, really. Exactly. And that's why it's nice with these uh, scenarios, because we know in a lot of these scenarios, um, the armies can be a bit larger. Yeah. Right? Like this mission here, um, you know, if we decide to play, you know, a thousand points, uh, the Soviets actually get. 50% more so you'll be at 1500 right so yeah so it, it, it's good to I like to play I like playing these like at your place when we, we do play it's you know it could be a, a majority of the day kind of thing and we just have a lot of great times and, and hooting and hollering and stuff like that right so oh yeah when we got the time like playing at my place or whatever I yeah. love a big 
like humongous game, as stupid big as it can get, pushing the game system to its limits where, you know, it works, but maybe it's not made for this big. Yeah. That's, uh, that's fun too in its own <laughs> in its own right. That's where we uh we will have to trial the uh D Day landings at your place at one time. Oh big time. Right. Yeah, because of course I don't know if people remember because is that uh, my slow grow army is uh Canadian Scottish landing on the beaches. Yeah. So uh Yeah. And I think I think after the Germans that I'm working on right now, I'm probably going to go and slowly go back onto like my other German force, not the, not the winter force that I have. Yeah. Um, but the regular, um, Blitzkrieg kind of army, um, Sweet. and start trying to get those guys, uh, done up and, and out of the way, right. Finish up some projects like that, which would be nice. Cause you can incorporate that into, you know the 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 D-Day stuff and have those Germans up there and stuff all done up and add in a whole bunch of different units here and there. So nice. Plus, I need to get cutting that foam to make those beachheads. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and you got the table for you got you got the the large table to spread everything out and see how it how it turns out. So, which is pretty Sweet. cool. And the under and the. The base of the table is a ocean, conveniently. That's so. right. That's right. So, cool. So yeah, lots. Uh, we always got lots of things on the go for for hobby wise. That's currently kind of what we're doing. Um, there's always more planned, of course, and you'll see it on Instagram pages and stuff like that too. Um, slow grow has been really good. Uh, so once actually this the day that this airs. Uh, which is the Wednesday, um, is our slow grow, our next slow grow, which is our last 500 point slow grow match. So I'm expecting a pretty good turnout. Um, and then at the end of this month, we have our draw for, uh, guys who've gotten their stuff painted and, um, yeah, there'll be some draws. Uh, Warlord Games was kind enough to send some, of uh, one of their packages for the support just for like the events and stuff again. So I got a couple of goodies, a lot of goodies actually, um, in the box plus, uh, some gift certificates as well. Um, so yeah, people will have the option of picking, uh, you know, those individuals that had, uh, had, uh, jumped in on the, uh, on the slow grow and, and whatnot and pitched in. Right. So, but yeah, so, that being said, let's um, let's jump into uh, into this scenario. Ooh. So, uh, do not retreat. Scenario four out of the Stalingrad campaign book, nineteen forty-two, August twenty-six. The Sixteenth um, Panzer Division is entrenched. In like a riverside village of Rhinoch, I guess it's what it's called. Um, the scenario has some pretty cool little rules in it that make it fairly interesting. So just to refresh my memory, this is the uh, 
the Germans have pushed to the Volga north of Stalingrad mm-hmm. and have gotten uh, themselves uh, kind of cut off for a bit. Yeah, the 16th Panzer Division, they, they've pushed ahead kind of thing. And like I think it's the 6th is like still behind. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they've been trenched in this village, um, but they're running out of fuel and they're running out of ammunition. And then the Soviets are going to be pushing hard on them to try to get them to fall back kind of thing, which I believe they do um, just in the little write-up that they have for it. So um, as for like the forces... Uh, where are we here? Uh, so this, for the Germans, they get to use the, uh, Stalingrad armored Kampfgruppe, um, theater selector. Uh, essentially, you know, everything is like mobilized, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, motorized kind of thing. And then the Soviets get to select from two... Um, selectors, the tractor factory, and then the not a step back selector as well. Um, so I haven't taken a look into those just yet, but uh, they do get fifty percent, fifty percent point advantage against the Germans. So um, that's where that fifteen hundred to a thousand point uh, reference came in. So yeah, yeah, uh, and I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking our last game, yep. I used the tractor factory list because it was at the tractor factory. That's right. So, and, and I'm pretty sure I used the same exact uh, uh, so I, selector on you too. Yeah. So I think I'm going to be using the no step back one. Yeah. Just to mix it up a little. And if yeah. I remember correctly, that uh, selector is actually pretty decent. It gives you a. Uh, special artillery rule. So let's see. Uh, with your artillery uh, support guy, your food. So yeah. So um, notable things about the selector is let's see here. Um, Siberian squads, rifle squads, LMG squads. That kind of stuff. Student officer squads. Fairly standard fare for most of it, really. Yeah, it looks like it. Of course, restricted on certain things. But, yeah, so the special rules is no transports. Um, so the Soviet forces of the city were almost completely without motorized transport or horses. Uh, so any heavy weapons had to be manhandled in the place. Uh, so no... You know, transport tows are, are options for that. And then they have this one uh, off-map battery. Certification. So Soviet players are not allowed to take artillery units. Instead, they represent the considerable firepower massed on the eastern bank of the Volga. Forward observers taken in this list may order a second artillery strike after the first strike has been resolved. And then uh, they get fanatical defense as well. So Soviet unit can be fanatics at three points per model. So that would make them just kind of, you know, strong enough to keep running in, right? Yeah, yeah. It is at three points a model, though. 
it is beefy enough that uh, you're really only investing it on veteran units or or units that aren't going to just die no. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you no, know. Exactly. Cause, well, that's yeah. very, very true. I, I guess the flip side is that, uh, I mean, you you uh, take them on inexperienced, and they're just going to, you can use a relatively, even with the three points a bottle, you know, so 30 points for, uh, or 36 points for 12 men. Uh, uh, so you're, if you take an inexperienced squad, what is that like? 120 points all in with the that's counting the 36 extra points or something yeah so that's not a lot especially if i throw it at you know something that uh something beefy you have and just you know whatever i don't care if i win that combat but i'm gonna be there until you, you gotta deal whittle, with me yeah whittle you down right you gotta stick around tie you up for a bit yeah, and you never know. Sometimes you could run, get that lucky run, and actually take that unit out, right? Yeah, so, we've seen it. It's happened a gazillion times. Um, and I even know, like, even looking at the the German selector, um, the Pans Pans Truppen, um, pretty much the special rules for that is that, like, if you take any Panzer Grenadiers. They have to have a truck or a SDK FZ twenty five one slash one. So that will uh, that will eat up a lot of points actually. Yeah. So not only will the Russians have a numerical advantage, and they can't they can't take transports, which is uh, you know a restriction, but also transports they do eat up points. Even though I mean, there's lots to be said that they're uh, the benefits that they give. But it is something else that I won't be spending points on. Means I'll be putting them into the more standard fare, you know, the the yep. more meat and potatoes, uh, and and you'll have a little less meat and potatoes. Well, and that's the thing too. Like you'll your infantry force will be huge in this battle because not yeah. only not taking vehicles or tows and stuff like that, you're also not taking artillery units. Well, tank, you can take tanks. So, um, yeah, you can. Um, it's the toes, I think, yeah, that they said. But Yeah, no transports. Yeah. But, like, yeah, you're you're still going to have a mass amount of infantry, right, no matter oh, what. Big, big time. I'm going to have it anyway. I mean, that's how you have to roll Russians. <laughs> so, I mean, um, they, really, they really are orcs and goblins yeah. of... Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't know. They're, they're they can they've got their their tough units too. So, which is uh, yeah, biggins, biggins, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I've that in a while. <laughs> they, they are orcs and goblins, right? That's funny. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the the, the selectors for the the match for the um, the actual scenario. Um, speaking of the actual scenario, so essentially the way the map is set up for this is that the Germans actually have to set up and also place an HQ, um, 18 inches away from the north and south table edge, which I believe are the long table edges in this yeah. game. 
So you're you're essentially stuck in the middle, right? And then there's the HQ that you have to have and uh, essentially defend. Um, whoever controls the HQ uh, gets three points. And then uh, at the end of the game, six turns, seven if you actually roll uh, the roll for the seventh turn. But um, <clears throat> the Germans also get a point for um, each supply that they get recovered. And we'll go into the supplies after this here. Um, and then the Soviets will get one victory point per German unit that they destroy. Yeah. So, and of course... And here's, here's the rub. This is why the Soviets get double points over the Germans. Mm -hmm. is because the Germans start winning the game. The very first turn they've won the game, I have to change that. Because you start with your HQ yes. intact. So you have three points right off the hop. Yeah. So without doing anything, I have to start uh, either making a major push for that HQ or racking up points in, in other ways. So that's... Uh, and you're, you know, yeah, kind of where they evened it out. And like the big push, um, I think the big push is going to be really important for the Soviets because first turn you're actually coming onto the board, right? So you're not actually starting on the board; you're actually coming onto the board. So, like m moving and getting into those positions and and being able to either take the HQs away or, or do some damage is going to be critical for for the success of your, um, pretty much your army. Now, you know, even though the Germans are, like you said, winning right off the bat, there are a few things that will hinder the Germans in this matchup. Uh, one being, so they have, you know, fuel and ammo shortages, right? And there's rules for that stuff. Um, so essentially with the fuel shortages, you've got a roll and it's, uh, I believe, what is it? D six plus two, um, for each vehicle. And I think that's, um, let me see here. Let me pull it up, but it's, you got to do this roll and it essentially, <laughs> you get these, uh, like, fuel supplies. So, uh, page 159 here. Let me see here. Yeah, so fuel shortages. So, the effective player rolls 2d6 plus 2 for each motorized vehicle in their force. Um, so, it's, for example, you roll 3d6 plus 6 for three vehicles. So... Uh, this is the number that the player has for, like, fuel units. And these fuel units you can divide between all your vehicles. So they'll have, essentially, they'll use one of these fuel units in order to be able to move per turn. Once they run out, they become immobilized. And that's one for an advance... And a further one for a run, I believe. I could be making that up, though. 
But I think they differentiate. Yeah, I think it's just uh, the ba da ba Vehicle given to each unit, every unit of fuel allows the vehicle to move once per turn. If the vehicle remains stationary, it does not use the unit of fuel. Attempts to enter the game from off the table, including unsuccessful attempts, counts as a movement and uses up a unit of fuel. Oh, never mind. Uh, I 100% made that pull so, up in my head then. <laughs> yeah, I think the petrols get into him. Yeah, um, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, so that that's one thing, which is neat, because then you have to, you really have to designate, okay, so, you know, do I sack some from that truck to put onto my tank instead, you know, stuff like that. Um, but they also have, you know, ammunition, ammunition shortages as well so essentially this is a big one um so essentially what happens is forces suffering from ammunition shortages cannot cannot order more than half of the remaining units to fire um, and that includes you know fire ambush or advance orders right and and that's per turn um so they don't apply to assaults, obviously. Um, that's a little different. Yeah, uh, but you got eight, if you got eight units, only four can shoot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you really have to decide what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and what's more critical to you, right? You know, you can't... If you're in a situation where guys are close enough to you that you know if you don't deal with them you know they're going to mess you up but on the other side you've got an opportunity to take out a key unit as well it's like well you've got you got to decide this is your last guys that you can fire this turn yeah yeah it's, it's gonna Big be time. tricky right especially with uh the dice mechanic you know that's an easy mechanic to get over if if it's you go i go yeah. But uh but with the dice mechanic, you don't know what's coming up next. So yeah. are you going to husband those uh shots till you know, till near the end of the turn, till till the dice bag is getting empty? But then are your guys getting just am I running up on you? I I really like that mechanic. It's kind of uh I think it will be tricky uh to play. And I I mean, it you can't overcome it, I think, but it'll, you'll really have to think about you know, what you're what you're risking. I mean, it kind of evens out and makes it uh, not such a. I mean, it's a penalty, but not crazy penalty, because you do get to start on the board. You get to pick your positions within re, within the limits, the confines of the the scenario. But you do get a a fair size uh, deployment. Yeah. Uh, so that will limit the, you know, if you set up properly, I think it will, uh, it might not be as bad. Yeah. And um, the thing too is like the actual, um, setting of the map, you know, of, of the board, it's not like you're going to be behind all this hard cover. You're, no, you're, you're, you're in a village that's spread out. Yeah. Right. So. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see where units kind of bunker down and stuff. 
And yeah. uh, on top of that too, um, you do have the supply drop that happens, which starts on turn three. And um, <clears throat> essentially you pick a point on the board or a unit um, that is going to be the location of the drop. And then you roll 46 plus the order dice with the little arrow as like a scatter dice. And uh, that's where that supply drop's going to fall. Mm-hmm. As the Germans, you got to go and grab it. Soviets grab it, it's destroyed and lost, right? So. And here's the thing, here's the pickle too. Those supply drops are worth points, yes, but also they can overcome those difficulties, yeah. those shortages. Yeah, so... Um, so, like, again, on, on starting turn three, uh, you're going to roll on this chart, the German supply drop table, and on a one to three, it's fuel. So the German player would receive three units of fuel to be distributed to any of their vehicles. And then on a four to six, it's ammunition. So the ammunition shortage rule does not apply to the German forces for the remainder of this turn and the next so if the German unit recovers an ammunition supply canister on turn four, they don't suffer ammunition shortages until turn six begins. So uh, that's a big one, mm-hmm. right? Because, yeah. And if you don't get that, like if you don't claim it, oh boy. That, that's a big blow because that's when the meat, the metal starts hitting the meat is yep. when you're into turn four and five. You know, uh, so I kind of like that it's it's basically like a like a mobile objective, yeah. You know, and you don't know where it is, so I can't I can refuse to flank on this, and luck will have all of the uh, the airdrops go to the opposite side of the board, and uh, you know you get all those uh, uh, restrictions taken away, basically. You know. Uh, so it, it will force me to spread out too, which which will be good and also mitigate, uh, you know, the advantage of having more numbers, right? It will force me to spread out because I don't want to well, just and that's, give, it, it'll, give you. Like, you, you know, you say it will force you to spread out, but at the same time, so like, you know, the supply drop drops and let's say it's the ammunition one. Well, shit, like... I need to get that. And let's oh, say, yeah. let's say that it was a bad roll. So high numbers on that roll, 46. And it's scattered out of my control zone, essentially. Right. Well, now I have to send a unit out to try to grab it. Otherwise, like I'm going to get screwed really bad. Yeah. So in a sense, it's like you might actually have to make that decision and send out, you know, uh, that unit of, of yeah. Panzer Grenadiers to go grab it. Hey, um, Hans, go go get that thing yeah. in the open. I, I don't want to. Yeah. As long as it's not a canister of, like, berets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think most of yeah. us have seen that. But, yeah, like, there's things like that you got to think of, right? Like, oh, shit. Like, do a... Do I sack the unit to go grab it, or do I try to make do with, 
you know, how the situation I'm in, or am I going to get screwed? You know, or maybe it's, it's just continuous fuel drops, right? The two, two of them are fuel drops. It's like, well, shit, you're, so for that whole game, you're just, you're only going to be firing half of your guys anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, honestly, the fuel, you get the 3D6 or you get 1D6 per vehicle. I mean, unless you roll really badly, uh, you're probably okay anyway. Yeah. Right? Because you use one for a move. So you basically, to so the average, you're going to roll four, you know, or so you got four turns of fuel and you get to distribute it how you want, right? So, so I mean, okay, maybe the first turn, you know, maybe you're in a good position. Maybe you don't move while you're not using that canister. You're not using the unit. You know, exactly, um, yeah. But okay. I, I like that it's going to make you think, like, yeah, this. Do I do I move the tank to get that perfect shot, or do I take the okay shot and save the fuel? Because maybe I won't get any, and uh, I'm going to want to, I'm going to want to move on turn six if I have to. Yeah, you know, or whatever. Uh, I, I, this is one thing I really like the scenarios out of these books. Uh, it's uh, they're challenging to do an, in a pickup kind of scenario, in a pickup game. But I love, love, love like playing them the actual, with the list, yeah, with the you know kind of terrain that we need with, like as intended. Yes, I freaking love it. This is exact. This is bolt action, Premier League. Yeah, at its finest. <laughs> this is, yes, we'll have to sip some tea and uh, or uh, champagne and eat caviar. Well, this is how <laughs> this is how the rich folk play bolt action. Yeah, the rich folk. That's funny. Um, <laughs> but you, you're absolutely right, though. Um, these scenarios, running them, you know how they have them described, and like with the actual theater selectors, and then like talking to you know talking with each other and saying okay you know i'm playing germans this when you're playing you know soviets these are the, the army selectors and like we start talking about the units and, and we actually sit down and, and build the armies from these selectors and then bringing them to the board you know like because i remember playing i remember playing against you on the one game and i had had taken a whole bunch of like the whole army had transports and i think is that i think it was actually the same army selector that it, this one uses oh yeah yeah in the city there and like i got so bogged down and then in my head i was thinking i need more infantry like i needed i needed more bodies on the board right? yeah so it, it's cool to see and like this one would be interesting to to play like a couple of times you know yeah and just see how how it changes the um, the supply drop and the ammunition uh, shortages and fuel shortages. I really like those concepts in this scenario because essentially those three rules, like I can build or use it in um, kind of an event. Right. Oh yeah, and here's here's the other thing too is by playing it in the scenario as intended with everything as close as we can get to as the book intends. 
uh, trying to stay true to the theme, trying to yep. stay true, you know, historically as as close as we can using the game mechanics. Uh, it allows us to see the mechanic play out. Yes, a hundred percent as intended. So you can kind of see how you can make it work in a more uh, you know pickup style game, or even in a tournament. If you had a fuel shortage in a in a game at a at an event, that would be fun. Especially if you apply it to both armies yeah. and uh, have a supply drop, or that could mitigate it. Then you really got to. I mean, people are going to bust bust it out to get that thing. Uh, and that's one thing I like about the games where there's objectives beyond just kill points is, uh, you know, it goes from checkers to chess pretty quickly where you really got to uh, use your uh, uppity strategery to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to try to try to pickle it out, how to how to do it. And 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 I like that it's trying to pickle it out the game system without you know min maxing uh you know yeah the the armies to death because that's what usually happens when people try to figure out a game they try to they they manipulate the list you know as, as much as they can to get exactly you know which isn't a bad thing no, there's, I like, it's, it's, I, I like better when it happens live, when they have to do it on the table to an evolving situation instead of all of the winning happening without your opponent there. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like that anyway. No, it's it's doing these scenarios, like no matter how or what you do with army building, you know, you're going to come across... Um, the players or, or, you know, units that people are going to always pick because they're, they're better, yeah. they're stronger. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, you know, um, it happens, it happens all the time, but when you start playing these scenarios, now you have to kind of start looking at different things, you know, um, is my army of eight order dice actually going to be effective? I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're not playing on even, even points anymore. Right. So yeah, exactly. me yeah. taking that veteran army of, uh, you know, German grenadiers with, with whatever equipped with whatever, well, that may not work anymore because now I have to deal with, you know, 150 infantry <laughs> that are going to just completely swarm me and, and, and eventually you only get, out. you only get half dick and shoot too. So you get, you bring you eight go. units, you bring eight units and. Some of them have to be transports because every infantry has to have a transport. So you bring eight order dice, forget it. You get half that can't shoot. You know, you're... Yeah, yeah. so you yeah. kind of have to look at that kind of stuff too. And so, yeah, so that's 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 the one thing with these scenarios. And, and honestly, like we, we have played some other scenarios from uh, you know one of the other books but there's so many campaign books that we haven't even touched yet oh um, my god yeah right which essentially i mean we will have two desert forces soon enough all done up um so, western desert brother yep 
so that would be pretty fun to do. Um, you know, just I I happen to know a guy with a, a shitload of desert terrain. Desert terrain, yeah, I know a guy too. Yeah, he, uh, he, he <laughs> let me he let me use it in our last event, which was super awesome. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> so, but that's that's the that's the one thing I love about bolt action, right? It's just the it seems like the passion for it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the passion for it, the game, playing these scenarios, the historical part of it, um, and then like even the terrain, the passion of the of going into the terrain, like the terrain building. A lot of times you see like homemade terrain, and it. I tend to get more excited with like people's scratch built terrain than I do with these plastic kits that companies have made you know what i mean yeah yeah so yeah like when i put when I, when I actually put your terrain out that um mosque thing that you have with the uh oh yeah yeah right with the dome and then you use like those uh i don't know if they're like door knobs or or little like cabinet knobs that kind you know of what they were? they were they were curtain fenials like okay, the ends the ends of curtain rods. There you go. But you used them, and I was like, "That is a freaking brilliant idea!" Like, sweet. And I showed it off. From uh, I showed it off to like Bill, and, and he was just like smirking. I was like, "Damn, that's pretty good," you know. <laughs> <laughs> sweet. Yeah, and then uh, just stuff like that, and then also like in in setting up the train, you know, I put Charlie the camel out there. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Beside uh, a little piece of water or something like that and oh i should have mentioned i should have mentioned at hobby time the other thing that i painted i painted the animal box i have all the animals i have a whole farm worth of animals nice that's awesome sweet random but yeah for the for the uh to add to yeah i love all the and and even the plastic kits they're they're great but you know you can make them better just by adding a poster like it's such a small or you know a gun abandoned propped up in the corner you know a helmet uh, whatever you know something that makes it yours and there's and makes it feel lived in like it's not just uh true you know a, a piece of terrain it's a it's a place that these little soldiers are fighting over you know, and that's why, like, things like uh, adding a backyard to a house makes a house ten times better. No matter how gorgeous you make that house on that table, if you don't have a little fence around the back, you're like, oh, that's a nice house. But if you add the little fence around the back, oh, my God, look at that amazing house. It just brings, brings the depth into it, right? So Totally. But God forbid you put a... You put a clothesline or something out. <laughs> Whoa, this house is amazing. Yeah. That's the best house I ever seen. See, and, and that's the beautiful thing with these scenarios, and like even with this one, because I know you have a little village and everything, right? You yeah. know, you can throw some haystacks here and there, kind of thing, and crossroads if you want, kind of thing, right? But uh, as we go through these scenarios, like we, I think we have probably a majority of the terrain to do these scenarios. Well, we have. Everything, you know, brother. But if there's anything the that one, we need, 
it's it's easy enough for us to like okay sit down and and okay we need to build some of these kind of thing right so. yeah it's, and now it's yeah now it's the matter of hey let's work on a building not yes a table yeah. <laughs> you know big yeah. d- commitment difference yeah it's funny as we're talking about this and the scenarios um and of course this scenario is pretty simple for terrain um but like across from me i'm looking at part of the tractor factory um that i had purchased a few years ago and i had finally pulled out the one that i had assembled um and there's like three other parts to it that i need to do so that will be coming up you know so that we can use that kind of thing as well and then yeah um, i just and, and also from because I also got that little demo set from that Micro Art Studios. Oh um, yeah, that stuff looked hot. So, dude. Yeah, so for for anybody who's actually checking out the YouTube, if not, you can always check out the YouTube later. Uh, we will have I will have a little uh, review of these kits and stuff too. But I did put one together. Um, oh, dude! Just a little shack. It looks pretty cool. It's very simple. Um, it's, it's very smooth and, and it's, it's really nice. It's solid. Is it, uh, is it MDF or is it card? Nope. It's MDF. MDF. And it's, uh, like, uh, printed on the front or what yeah. is that? So this is all printed. So, oh. so this is printed and what it is, is there's a, a, a film that is on top of it, kind of like a sticker. Oh, okay. And you just pull that off. Right. And it's a smooth smooth finish uh was very easy to assemble came off of the the sprues quite well um the glue the wood glue went to it quite quickly and it's it's solid um so as a you know little things that you can do to it like i'll probably paint this inside here to darken it up kind of thing right which is minor and then like touch up the edges that I sanded a little bit just to get rid of some of the little things. You know, if I want, I yeah. can paint the under scale that same kind of brown. But other than that, pretty solid, pretty good. Um, I have more kits of these to put together and to preview as well. Sweet. So that, expect- it looks tight. And uh, from, from, uh, a pricing standpoint, they're fairly similar to other other uh, products. So, yeah, it looks it right. looks sweet, dude. They had like a little cafe and a uh, yep. like little garage, and it's kind of like Normandy themed, hey? Like, yeah. So, so they have a Normandy uh, set, yeah. and I got a I got a few of those pieces. I'll probably try to order their their bundle to make a table out of it. That's, I think I'm looking at that because right. uh, I got a, like a, I think I have 30 buildings for a town, you know? Yeah. So, so I think throwing those in just to mix it up a little. Exactly. And those great. are, they're, they're nice. They're, they're all done up. And I mean, I don't mind paying a little bit of a higher price to have stuff like that done. Cause all it means is I just have to glue it. That's yeah. it. And, right. But to be honest, like the price from the Warlord sites were not crazy over over what I've seen. 
that kind of that kind of terrain. I think this terrain is going to be the same, if not better, uh, than the. You remember the foreground stuff? Yeah, yeah. So, because it's 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 as solid as that, hundred percent. Yeah, it is. One a big thing I liked about foreground stuff is like each wall isn't just a piece of MDF. It's two or three yeah. or four pieces of MDF glued together in different ways to give you the shapes. So, so it really does become quite solid. Like those uh, Stalingrad apartments. Oh yes, are pretty. Uh, Pretty friggin' solid. Those are three pieces making up that, uh, yeah. you know, three MDF sheets essentially glued together to give the wall thickness. Yeah, and, and essentially, like, I also have in my hand here, if you're looking on YouTube as well, um, like, that's part of the tractor factory, right, from Cerisa Precision. Yeah. It's really, it's it's really thin. Like, it, yeah. it's super thin. Yeah. Um, that you know that's gonna break these these will break eventually um yeah. but to be fair i do i do love cerisa precision i have a oh yes metric garbage ton of it don't get me wrong um, and a uh, company too oh, right super good to deal with yeah like if you have an issue or something for instance i broke the pegasus bridge <gasps> one of the pieces i broke it uh, completely my fault Nothing to do with the building. It was me, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I emailed them like, "Can I buy this piece separate? I don't mind. I, it was my mistake. I I messed up." And they're like, "Yeah, we'll just send it to you in the mail, free. No worries." Yeah. And I got it like a week later, free. Uh, shipping. No, I didn't pay shipping yeah. or anything. Yeah, they're pretty like, good too. And yeah. You know, uh, a lot of good companies out there for terrain like that. Um, you know, s some kits I kind of, uh, I had bought in that were kind of like. Um, too thin. That's their. Yeah, exactly. Too thin. Um, Especially on anything that's like a rail. You know, like a, like a, train a really track. train track or a fence. Like anything that's, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm describing it properly. Like uh, a post. A post, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are just not sturdy enough. Yeah. There's no support to it, right? And yeah, uh, I, yep. I sh like. I mean, building those wired fences for scenarios and stuff, um, it was a struggle. I had to reinforce things, and uh, yeah. I must have they snapped. I don't know how many of them in the past. So it was like, nope, time to reinforce these with like some resin and shit, right? And just. They look amazing, though. <laughs> yeah, they do. Everybody liked they them. They look so good. Everybody liked them, so it was good. It was good. But yeah, like, you know, going back to the scenarios and stuff, uh, especially with this one, very excited to to get back on track and uh, get to playing these. Um, it'll be awesome to, to go through through the book again and, and some of these bigger battles and the different getting to try out some of the different units as well because you're limited to what you're taking. Yeah, that's a that's another thing I'm liking about the scenarios is it forces you to take the list. Well, I mean, you can play it more open if you want to, or you can pickle it around to be what you want, but trying to stay true to them yes. forces you to take a list 
that maybe you wouldn't use, forces you to take units that maybe you wouldn't take. You can't just take, well, obviously this unit is the best unit, so I'm taking it. Well, you can't. You're not allowed in this one. You know, so, okay, well, what do I take instead? Oh, you know, so you start changing your tactic. It, it, it makes each game a bit of a new game, you know. It, it certainly is not the same old. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty good. And there's some, there's some, uh, there's some pretty neat uh, scenarios because we have played a few of these um, uh, in the past. Just, uh, just pick up games, and we just tried some of them. We had to fandangle a couple of the the scenarios to fit the armies, but uh, you know, there's there's a few that are interesting. Uh, I do like the what is it, the sniper duel? I think it is. Oh yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, so that will yeah. be that'll be a fun one to do. Uh, yeah, sniper duel scenario eleven. So, but when we get to that, you guys will hear about it. <laughs> you know what I'm ex- I think I'm going to have to do something for the for the uh, grain elevator. The grain, yeah, yeah. Uh, save, that's thing- save those Pringles. Yeah, we're going to have to figure something out because we don't have we have factories check we have cities for days check we have uh rural check we have you know emplacements and barbed wire and and yep. uh minefields check 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 trains check we got all that but you know what we don't have a grain elevator yeah yep. we got a couple scenarios we got a, we got a ways to go i think i don't think we need it till scenario 16 or something no but uh We'll get there. It'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to do and fun to build and and uh, get the armies all done up and stuff too. Takes a whole bunch of pictures, share it with you guys. So that's the other thing I'm 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 liking about doing the book is uh, you know, at first it was a big push. It was it was a lot of work to get the table to get pretty much the base of what you need for city and uh, but now is the fun part where it's oh let's. Let's add uh, this thing. Let's add this. We get this. And then things are slowly uh, getting bigger. And then you look back at the end of it. We'll have all of that terrain, you know. Yeah. We'll have it all ready to pull out of the bag whenever we need. Yeah, uh, exactly. Because who needs space in their house? Who needs it? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody needs it. I, Let's uh, fill you. every nook and cranny we can with as much terrain as we can uh, until our families leave us. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty lucky so far with that, that I don't have a huge abundance of terrain, but uh, I know uh, Bill has uh, a massive load of like 40K, 30K terrain um, that he has. He's He's got a pretty nifty little storage area for it in his house and uh you wouldn't wouldn't believe that he had that much um but it's all nicely organized and stuff too so you know when the the guy the guy has enough terrain literally to like supply um for a tournament on his own <laughs> yeah. and i'm talking i'm not talking a small tournament i'm talking like freaking like 46 men tournament kind of thing you know 
yeah um, it's pretty cool it's pretty cool to, <laughs> to set up and see and like be like holy smokes so but nice but yeah so i think that's kind of right about it uh we'll be close to wrapping up here for for this episode um, stay tuned for results of our game and stuff too that we'll kind of talk about. And then, of course, going into the, the next mission too. Um, it should be fun. Uh, it, it'd be really fun to film it, but that is like a lot of work. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll have a lot of pictures and, and maybe I'll get some snippets of, you know, certain... Uh, certain things that happen in the game and, and this and that. But, um, yeah, it should be fun. Should be, should be good getting back to it and sharing it with you guys as well. Uh, also let us know if you have played these scenarios and what you guys think. We always like to hear that and uh, get feedback, you know, um, help me win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're in the lead for winning though. Uh, if last I remember, I think you beat me in the last Two. few missions or something like that. No, so. I, I I think I won the first one and the second one. Yeah. And then you won the last one we played. You, you remember you eked out that uh, even though it looked really good for me, I I got you bunged up on that bridge. Oh yes. You got that uh that uh uh, tank across the table, across oh, the, the stug, yeah, the river, and uh, despite the, my best efforts, you were able to. Was it the four out of like, or four or six out of like thirty something infantry or something like that? Yeah, I, yeah, I think I need to kill. I think I needed to kill four dudes, yeah, and I would have won, but I, I didn't get it anyway. I... Yeah, it was yeah. a fun match. It was, it was a good one, and the table was incredibly. In, you know, crazily uh, epic. Just the mass, mass board that we played on. But yeah, uh, thanks for joining, Jason, as always. Oh, no we'll, worries. We'll have more shits and gigs to talk about in the future. So. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and thank you guys for listening as well and, and checking out, uh, you know, our episodes and stuff like that. Um, there's also the Instagram, Patreon, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, check it out. Give us a like, subscribe, and uh, send us send us pictures. Show us show us what you're working on. You know, maybe send us lists, that kind of stuff. Always like show to check us that what out. You're yeah, show me what you got. So, <laughs> but uh, again, thank you for for tuning in, and we will catch you guys next time. Adios.